Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, Change Me, based on our reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15 to 18. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say Amen at the giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou wilt verily give us thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than ye all. Unless we allow the Holy Spirit to change our heart, we are going to have the same problem that the brethren in Corinth had. We're going to focus our energy on trying to prove that we have been baptized with the Holy Spirit by speaking in tongues. In our church today, there are some of us who believe that speaking in tongues is an indication that we have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are others who believe that unless we speak in an unknown tongue, we do not demonstrate that the Holy Spirit is in charge of our lives. Then there are others who believe that one of the identifying mark of those who have been born again is that they can speak in tongues. I'm not sure how many of us realize that in the church of Corinth there seemed to have been some issue with speaking in tongues that Paul had to dedicate an entire chapter in his first letter to them so that he could address the problem they were facing. Let us focus a bit on verses 15 through 18. Here the Apostle Paul said, What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say Amen at the giving of the thanks, seeing he understandest not what has thou sayest? For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank God, or I thank my God. I speak with tongues more than ye all. Here we see Paul stating that when we speak and pray in public worship, the words of our mouth must be understood by the unlearned in the congregation. We should never use big words or language that cannot be understood by the persons who are not well educated. This is why speaking in an unknown tongue without an interpreter was not encouraged by the Apostle Paul. If we are in our private devotions, we may be able to speak in the unknown tongue and everything will be fine. At every stage of our corporate worship, every member should be able to participate in every aspect of the service without prejudice. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, said the following, Public worship should be performed 
so as to be understood. That otherwise the unlearned could not say Amen to their prayers or thanksgiving, could not join in the worship, for they did not understand it. He also fills up or, or occupies the place of our unlearned. That is, as the ancient interpreted the body of the people who, in most Christian assembly, are illiterate, how could they say amen to prayers in an unknown tongue? How should they declare their consent and concurrence? Note, there can be no concurrence in those prayers that are not understood. The intention of the public devotion is therefore entirely destroyed if they are performed in an unknown tongue. He who performs may pray well and give thanks well, but not in that time and place because others are not, cannot be edified by what they understood not. He had rather speak five words with understanding, that is, so as to be understood and instruct and edify others than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. He was so far from valuing himself upon talking languages or making ostentations of his talents of this kind that he had rather speak five intelligible words to benefit others than make a thousand, ten thousand fine discourses that would not one else any good because they did not understand them. Note, a truly Christian minister will value himself much more upon doing the least spiritual good to men's soul than upon procuring the greatest applause and condemnation to himself commendation to himself. This is true grandeur and nobleness of spirit. It is acting up to his character. It is approving himself the servant of Christ and not a vassal to his own pride and vanity. End of quote. I pray that we will ask God to change our heart so that we can understand that speaking in tongues may not be the most appropriate thing to do in public worship. I also pray that we will ask God to help those of us who are called to minister in our church to make sure that the words we use will edify the church. I pray that we will surrender every single year of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that God can help us to make sure that everyone can understand what we say so that the name of Jesus may be glorified. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reminder that the words of our mouth must be acceptable not only in the sight of God, but must be acceptable by those unlearned among us. Help us, Lord, to use words that will uplift your name, words that the unlearned will understand, words that will empower the unlearned to continue to look to you for guidance. Thank you for this word today. Keep us, Lord, and help us to follow you. Change our heart, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.